gorgeous listeners. So glad to be back with y'all for this next edition of Throwing Shade after a bit of a brief uh, summer hiatus, we'll call it, right? Shade. Hey, Alan. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. That means we're ready to dive in. It's going to be great. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. So um, excited to be coming back in, especially because I understand we are going to be doing some chicken feet today. That's right. Yeah. This is the one that you've been waiting for. It is. It is. They're all the one I've been waiting for. Oh. Yay. yay. Oh, but let's do this one because chicken feet. Yes. I yeah. know you're excited about the fact that Shadim, all Shadim have feet that are the same uh, as chicken's feet. <laughs> right? I feel as though I'm being set up. No, you've told me this before. <laughs> I do. I love the chicken feet thing. And so they, what are we, what, tell me more. What are we going to be diving into? Well, um, a few things. First of all, what's, what's, there's a lot of really interesting things about that. One is that shadim have, first of all, there are, as we've discussed, many different kinds of shadim. Mm-hmm. They all have chicken feet. Okay. And um, they cannot change the form of their, of their feet. So in other words, mm. we've also talked about different forms that shadim can cha- can take yeah. no matter what form the rest of their body takes always with the chicken feet correct okay so we're going to talk telltale about telltale sign folks yeah. if you are on a terrible date <laughs> look under the table <laughs> drop something accidentally <laughs> oops well that's going to actually come <laughs> up casually pull the sock aside <laughs> sorry that went way too far i'm really not creepy okay go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> and yet you host a podcast <laughs> about shading. <laughs> um, yes, and not about psychoanalyzing me. <laughs> okay. Tellingly. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so. Yeah, so uh, we've we've talked a little bit uh, about in a way early podcast uh, episode about the Gemara in Masechus Brachus on Daf Vav. Mm-hmm. Um, Tractate Brachot, page six. Yes, Brachot Blessings, page six. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where it says explicitly that the feet of Shadim are in the form of the feet of a chicken. Chicken. A tarnagal, a right? Tarnagal. <laughs> yeah. Which is just a great sounding word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a story not too dissimilar to the one you said about being on a terrible date. <laughs> In Gemara, in yeah. Masechus Gittin. We, I knew that. Which we also <laughs> mentioned in another previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may remember the story about Ashmedai, the king of the Shadim, and Shlomo HaMelech. Yes. And, Solomon, King Solomon, yeah. Right, and how Ashmedai takes the form of Shlomo for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, we never really went too far in depth into that story. We could do right, that. Right, we just took another. a slice of it, yeah. Right, but one detail that we did discuss is at a certain point, the king of the Shadim, Ashmedai, who is in the form at this point in the story, he's in the form of Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, mm-hmm. is asked to show his feet. Right. Because even the king of the Shadim can't change the form of his feet. It's going right. to look like a chicken's feet. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so very strong proofs there for mm-hmm. what the we chicken just, feet argument. how we opened this episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but Wait. Uh, actually, no, not that, but wait, the question we're going to answer now is, um, this is a pretty hard and fast rule, actually. Hmm. Um, the question we're going to answer now is a question that's brought by the Maharam Rotenberg. 
he's a, a very influential person, especially a uh, Jewish, Jewish thinker, especially with regard to uh, um, uh, customs of the Ashkenazim and, oh. uh, and that sort of thing. I've literally never heard of this person, but that's great. Okay. Very famous yeah, yes. in a very small group of people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like Stereo Sinai. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and he asks the question, why? Why is, the, why is it this way? Why Such the a good question. <laughs> right. That is precisely the question that I have. So I think you'll dig this answer. Yeah. He says like this, um, that uh, Hashem, we also remember this medrash that Hashem was creating the Shadim, at least one kind of the Shadim, mm-hmm. um, on, you know, Erev Shabbos of the first six days of creation. Right. And didn't. And kind of never finished. Correct. Well, it was like, whoops. Not whoops. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> no, Hashem doesn't do whoops <laughs> let's just make that clear and we um, have a title okay. um, right. <laughs> just kidding um, uh, but uh, Hashem had created their neshamas mm-hmm. and uh, as twilight on Erev Shabbos the, the sixth day was approaching right. um, Hashem was so to speak creating the shadim from head down Oh, and seriously? When, and when Hashem came, says the Maharam Rottenberg, when Hashem came to their feet, he didn't he went want, to the foot closet. He didn't. He didn't want to break Shabbos. It says Loretza lechalal Shabbos. Uh huh. Baral He gave. Wait, them, what does not wanting to? It was Shabbos already. It was. It was. It was, it was afraid. It was not, Hashem was so to speak, not wanting to be creating on Shabbos. Oh, so he gave them something that was already made. Correct. Oh. Fascinating. Okay. And then that uh, sort of answers the question. <laughs> um, I mean, it puts a story on the answer, but it doesn't actually say, like, why of all the feet that God had created, uh-huh. did God, was God like, yeah, these, totally these? Well, I don't have an answer for you for that. Yeah. Um, well, that's the question I kind of wanted to, <laughs> to tackle, but it's okay. I'll live with it. <laughs> Well, I, I what question go, do you have an answer go, for? Go with, go with it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. after the break, um, I want to talk about uh, um, what that means practically. That that shadim have feet of feet, uh, feet of uh, chickens. Okay. The form of chicken feet. Let's do it. So okay. we'll take a break. Yeah. And then we'll get into more about the chicken feet. Okay, Alan, I'm ready to hear the pitter-patter of little chicken feet. Ah. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Okay. Do the thing. (laughs) So, yeah, so you asked me before which questions I do have to answer for you. Yes, what question do I actually have? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So the Ben Yehoyada, Mm -hmm. who we've discussed previously as well. Yeah, frequent character. Say that again? Frequent character. Shows up a lot. Yeah, sure, sure. He's a reliable kind of guy. He's uh, from the uh, Iraq area what's now Iraq and mm-hmm. um and yeah and he has uh uh it's a very big part of his milieu when he where and when he was and all that stuff so mm-hmm. he's, got, he's got what to he's say about what it to say. yeah um he has a bunch of really interesting questions about the chicken feet thing mm-hmm. the one we'll start with is why if Shadim are able to change their entire appearance why is the exception their chicken feet? They can't change their chicken oh, feet. Oh, I have that question too. I thought you would. Thank you, Ben Yehoyada. All right. I dig. 
So, um, uh, his answer is that the f- bottom of the foot mm-hmm. of the shading mm-hmm. is touching actual dirt, like actual earth, mm-hmm. which is fascinating and interesting because remember, we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about how shading themselves are not actual physical things. Right. Right. Um, but their feet touch the actual physical earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the power of the tuma, the what I'll call tuma, what is often erroneously translated as impurity. Right. Or uncleanness. Right. Which is even a worse translation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, the power of their tuma of the shade is strongest at that point when they at the at the point of the bottom of their foot which of their feet their actual feet mm-hmm. which touch the earth mm-hmm. um which is an, which is fascinating on a number of levels i think it's worth discussing that that um she, basically what this is saying is that and this is the ben says this that they can't change their feet because of how um uh earthy it is how physical, hmm. literally, literally, um, the tuma, which is here in the physical universe, hmm. is is too powerful, almost. Hmm. In, in other words, to say that like um, they can't, uh, uh, it's the part of their body that touches the actual physical earth, and they are non-physical beings, which is what gives them power to change their form we, mm-hmm. we being physical beings can't just change whatever shape we are right because says the ben Yohayada, we are in contact with the physical universe okay hmm. follow okay so that follows yeah mm-hmm. the shadim do touch the physical universe at their feet right and that's why they can't change them right okay hmm. um and then he says and then this is and, and this is what ben Yohayada continues to say Minhagenu, it is our custom, again, where he was and when he was. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is still the case among people who are uh, descended from that place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've said this before on this podcast. I'm not an expert in the uh, Edot Mizrach and the Sephardi mm-hmm. traditions around Shadim yeah. and that whole uh, and Kabbalah and all that stuff. I know a little bit here and there. Hopefully, mm-hmm. God willing, soon we'll have a guest on the podcast mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. a thing or two about that. But this is what the Ben Yehoyada writes. He says, it is our custom to create a protection mm-hmm. for a mother who has given birth mm-hmm. six days, I'm sorry, six nights on the sixth night after she has given birth from shading. This is what they do. This is their custom. Um, okay. What they do is they put in the room of the, uh, the mother mm-hmm. a stake or like a skewer that's mm-hmm. made of iron Ooh. and they put on the skewer a chicken foot <laughs> okay um <laughs> that was really menacing until like you got the chicken foot <laughs> they do they, they they stick a chicken foot on the on the skewer mm-hmm. or this is what they did i don't know if they still do like i said yeah. and 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 it says bashar meaning and other things it doesn't clarify but a chicken foot and other things uh-huh in order to make the shadim afraid, mm-hmm. and that so that they would understand shigavarnu alehem haragnu hashade, and that that we have we that we have whoa we have defeated and killed the shade. So in other words, like <gasps> putting somebody's 
It's yeah. like putting a head on your wall, Correct. like a hunter putting a deer's head or like, whoa. That's right. So we put a chicken foot on the, or they put a, put a chicken foot on um, an iron stake in the room of the mother who has given birth six nights earlier mm-hmm. or six days or the sixth night after she's given birth to be more specific <laughs> okay. to, to protect the mother uh-huh. and presumably also the child, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, why not? Um, with this iron stake. Right. And, uh, okay. I cannot express how much I love that. And <laughs> corollary to that merch. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> just kidding. We'll talk later. <laughs> Not just kidding. Only sort of that's bizarre and amazing. So it's really this, like you better watch yourself kind right. of sign to the demons. Cause like we've got legit demon slayers in this house. Yeah. So don't, don't you mess with this woman and her baby. Correct. I kind of dig that. Right. Hmm. Okay. There is also, I mean, this is, this is separate from the, the safer that we're learning currently. It's not in, it's not in here right now. It's not in the Ben Yehoyada that I'm aware of, but, um, uh, there is also, uh, test that comes down, uh, for if you want to know if there are shading around you. Oh, yeah. We've talked about the, the Haven't we brought this up before Correct. where you sort of put like Ashes. ash or dust kind of around the place that you want to protect. And then the, if there's the, the bed. Yeah. Correct. Around the bed. And then if there's you wake up in the morning and there's chicken, chicken feet, feet around it, then footprints, not the actual feet themselves, not the actual feet in this case. Well, unless the demon has been vanquished and slaughtered and you, know, <laughs> you just like leave their bloody remains all around. <laughs> then, um, then wow. you know, it's a well, this is where my head is going now. So. Um, wow. Okay. That's interesting. So I think there's, um, so that's interesting. Then like when you, when you slay a demon, then that, that physical part of it also kind of remains, right? It's not as if it kind of, well, the point I was, right. The point I was trying to make is that this is also further proof that the shading make contact with the dust of the earth and with, with mm-hmm. the actual physical earth in that at right by, by their feet right yeah and that so. they can lose those feet if they try and mess with <laughs> I, I guess you know whoever <laughs> whoever this this you know new mom is and yeah right that's super cool all right cool thanks alan yeah i thought you'd like that one <laughs> i do So, Shade Throwers, we got a really interesting question from our listener, Advina, who tweeted us, Hey, Throwing Shade, I'm enjoying your podcast so far. Thank you, my dear. And I'm curious about what one of my characters I'm writing would be classified as in Jewish lore. She's a powerful, eldritch entity, former human, who has worked for Hashem briefly, but now resides on Earth getting some R&R. So, it seems like Advina is just looking for some clarity as to what this... Does it demon? What does it demon? This is a does it demon question. Kind of. Thank you. Yes, it is. Thank you, Advina, for tweeting at us. Amazing. Really interesting question. Um, And also, good luck with your writing. I love that we have so many writers following us who are like calling for sources and (laughs) finding interesting stuff in Jewish tradition and mythology and and culture and all of this kind of stuff. It super rocks. And you guys are awesome. So, um so, Alan, what's your take on this question, and how would you help out our listener? Yeah, so first of all, thank you again, Advina. This is a really interesting question, like Miriam already said. Um, 
It's a real challenge for me for a couple of levels. I think, first of all, the question itself needs a lot of unpacking. Hopefully I'll do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, I do not know what an Eldritch entity is. <laughs> um, but a cursory search of the internet um, <laughs> helped me a little bit. My understanding, and maybe some of our listeners know better than me. Um, they do. Yeah, well, for sure they do. Yeah. I just said I don't know what it is. Um <laughs> Um, but it seems like it's something that is defined by its disregard for the natural laws of the universe. Yeah, my understanding is that and it comes out of a lot of H.P. Lovecraft's work mm-hmm. and Call of Cthulhu kind of stuff. There's a lot of like tentacles involved. <laughs> okay, and maybe Miriam being helpful, right? Yeah. But but that that you know stuff like that like that we cannot comprehend what what what's really going on because we're only humans mm-hmm. and we uh, you know re- our understanding of reality shifts everything about us. You know, basically they they yeah. I, I, so basically, you're saying that this is a case where like asking this person a clarifying question would have been helpful before we just decided to take it on the air is well, what you're saying. Or just ask the Internet, which is or what I whatever. that's true. That's what. Yeah. Thank you, Google. OK. Yeah. Um, but you're so so I may be answering. Uh, that's my caveat. My my disclaimer, rather. Yes. Is that I may be answering a completely different question, but let's try it. <laughs> that's what happened to me today. Advina <laughs> was. I thought I oh, came right. in with a question and then we had something different. So, and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's a, All right. The theme for the episode. Tis indeed. Um, okay. So, uh, what does a demon? We already asked that question that let's, hopefully we'll get to that. Okay. So let's come back to the question cause we've gone a little astray. Okay. So she's a powerful eldritch entity, former human who has worked for Hashem briefly, but now resides on earth. Getting some rest and relaxation, well-deserved, I'm sure. Right. So it seems like there are four parts to this question. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the first one. Great. Um, Is there such a thing in Jewish lore as an eldritch entity? Mm. Right? So, um, again, not having a complete understanding of what exactly an eldritch entity is, there are things described in Shemaim, which Shemaim... Is the heavenly realms? Yes. Well, it's it's the it's the heavenly realms, but um, that which is kind of beyond our comprehension. Correct. It is that which is beyond our comprehension. It's mm-hmm. the words that the uh, we have texts that that teach us several in, the, in in many of the holy books that teach us that the word shamayim itself is made up of two other words in Hebrew. Ooh ooh ooh, ooh. Aish yeah. and mayim. Correct. Aish which is are? fire, and mayim is water. Right. And those aren't usually friends. Correct. Except sometimes when they have the same Pokemon trainer. Okay. Right. Anyway. Um, we have a six-year-old. You're trying to get more <laughs> more listeners that way? I just have to drop my cultural stuff. Okay. Sure. Our kid is into it. All right. Um, I like Vulpix. Okay, keep going. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, right. So the fact that Shamaim is both of these things which are seemingly uh, at odds with each other. Right can coexist in one thing is mm-hmm. by nature paradoxical to our limited human understanding. Anything that is part of Shemaim is beyond our limited human understanding. Cool. So in that sense, there is such a thing as an eldritch entity. Yeah. Um, and also in another sense, there are things in Shemaim, as I started to say, which would fall under that category hmm. sort of obviously. We, we have descriptions of things like, and I'm just going to give you one example, 
um, there's 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 a being in Shemaim that has a thousand heads, and each head has a thousand tongues, and each tongue sings a thousand different songs to Hashem and praise. Whoa. And so it's like it's one of these things. that's like you know you can't. Um, it can be a hell of a ringtone. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think well, but I think part of the challenge there is that like Shemaim is we sort of mistranslate it as heaven, and we associate it with positive things, and I feel like. The eldritch is not necessarily associated with positivity. Positivity. So in that sense, if I, anything, it's like it's if, a at, at best, it's like chaotic neutral. You know. Correct. And in that sense, I don't think it passes the test of being an eldritch. I don't think there yeah. is something that I can, certainly not that I can think of, in that sense that would fall under the same category as an eldritch entity. But in some senses, right. there is. In some senses, it's it's different. Got it. Yes. Um. Um, former human, that's the next part of the question. Yes. Um, for sure. I mean, we know not that's only, a thing. yeah, not only are there, um, Malachim who, you know, there's, there's at least one instance of a, of a angel, a Malach mm-hmm. who is a former human. Right. Um, we also, of course, have learned a little bit about on this podcast, Lewis, who was a former mm-hmm. human became a shade. Wait, so the angel that's um, a former human is Metatron? Yes, but we don't say his name. Oh, <laughs> um, my bad. Matat. Matat. Yeah. Um, That's his rap name. Sure. Cool. Um, um, yes, it was Hanoch. Yes, right. And in there's the, the verse in the Torah, which I don't know the actual... He he didn't die, really. He right, it says goes, Hanoch walked goes with, with God Hash- right. and then was no more or something like that which basically implies he was kind of scooped up into Shemayim and became something else. So there's all this literature about what what Hanukkah becomes. Right, for more, see the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch, yes. For more, see, excellent, yes. Yes, okay. All right. Um, Who has worked for Hashem briefly, but... um, So I'm going to... Take issue with that part of the question. Are you gonna you gonna propose some mild pushback here? Alan? I'm gonna propose some <laughs> strong pushback here. Oh, oh. Um, yes. With love. And this is where, you know, I don't know. Some people, some listeners may find this controversial. From my from my perspective, there is no created being in all of in all of existence mm-hmm. that is no longer working for Hashem. Okay, so. And so in our listeners' defense, okay. I think what they are suggesting uh-huh. <laughs> is that this person was like in the C-suite, you know, was sort of high-level staff at one point and is now playing some different role. You know what I mean? Like there are So those... is there like a something like a fallen angel or something like that? Is that no, what like I think, I think, I think we all kind of get where you're coming from. Of like, oh, even our cat sitting over here is like working on behalf of God. You know, right, not very hard or in an aesthetically pleasing way, but like not okay. whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then there's like the heavenly crew, you know, which has sort of a different role and is you're talking about like closer the cats, to the like the different yeah hierarchy. yeah. So I think I think that's the implication here. If we can read a lot into this tweet that we didn't, you know. Um. So that's an, that's a good question. Uh, if that's really what's being asked, then I'll answer it like this: There is hierarchies in there the, are yes the, there are hierarchies mm-hmm. in in both sides in in, in the uh, side of holiness and the side of uh, the opposite. Yeah. Um, however, uh, the question of 
promotion and demotion <laughs> in those hierarchies? Yeah. I think the answer is no. There is. You, yeah. Yeah. If you're there isn't like, you know, social mobility. I think mobility. it's just reassignment. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I don't think it's a hierarchical thing. I think it's just a whatever. We can have a bigger conversation about it. OK. So, yes. What's okay. the, about the last part? Now I'm, on Earth getting some R&R. Yeah. I'm sure I don't really understand that part of the question. Okay, don't, worry but, um, don't worry about it. We'll take it to HR later. But now resides on Earth getting some R&R. Yes. Um, so that's the part that I think needs a lot, especially a lot of unpacking, because um, the, the part I'm kind of stuck on is resides, right? Hmm. Like, okay. um, is this creature um, uh, like spending inhabiting a human form right and like hanging out in hawaii right right if yeah. it was formerly human but then wasn't and is it you know like what's what does reside really Ooh, mean? back in its old bod i don't know see part of the challenge is we just don't know the story yeah um so and there's a lot of context here that we're missing but i, I mean now that i have this tweet like i kind of want to read it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, well that's, really, what, that's what i was gonna say I mean, i'm fascinated by the whole thing i think it sounds awesome this is a wildly creative listener. Like, I'm really sure. excited about all of that. So wh- how would, knowing all of those pieces, um, is there a, a neat category for what we understand of this character? No. No? No. I, so I, we can't do a does it demon? This always ends badly for me. I really want things <laughs> to demon and they never do. So there, so we can't say, like, this, this would be appropriately categorized as a demon. Is there another term we could potentially propose based on the information that we have um no and i'm thinking this was this was like a really dumb question for us to try to answer <laughs> because uh, because like i know well, we've was, already owned up to that no but it was it was interesting that's what i like about it like you said this is a really creative listener my advice is mm-hmm. not to like, try and categorize yeah it. exactly like I, I i my my instinct and based on what i've learned I don't think there is anything like this in any Jewish lore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that should um, prevent or be an obstacle in any way for Advina totally. in writing her, her character. Totally. She should create a new one uh, for her book and let it live in the book as a thing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think that there are pieces and I encourage Edvina and all of our listeners to learn about those pieces that, you know, we've touched on a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I encourage Edvina to finish this story so we can read it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the most important takeaway. <laughs> but um, OK, super cool. So thank you for your awesome question. And um and thank you for writing and for drawing on cool different sources and using this amazing imaginative creative creative power that you've been endowed with for for good, amazing stuff that's inspiring these conversations and many more. So I think that's awesome. Um, thank you, listeners, for sending in your questions. We have a whole bunch to get to that we're going to continue to get to, but please feel free to send them in over Twitter. Um, you can also send us voice messages over Anchor. Um, if you happen to be an anchor listener. Um, so we would love to hear your gorgeous voice at some point. Um, but uh, that's about it for our listener question. Thanks, Alan. And thanks to our listener for submitting. Yes, thank you. Shade throwers, we're coming to the end of our time, but Alan wanted to pop in with one last closing idea. Yeah, I was thinking about this uh, Eldritch Entity thing, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. 
Um, and the, I think part of the idea is that it can manipulate the natural laws mm-hmm. in this negative way. Yeah. Right. And I just wanted to say that there, of course, is the possibility to manipulate the natural laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a creature who can do that, <gasps> but only with the sh- with the help of Hashem and with the permission of Hashem. And that creature is a human being. Ah, oh, shkayach. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, malachim have to work within whatever angels. The angels have to work in within, within whatever system Hashem gives them, mm-hmm. um, and humans, by the power of our free choice, can work together with Hashem to manipulate the natural laws. But uh, we have to be at a very high level. We're talking about tzaddikim here, you know, and they're not right. going to typically do it for, you know, nefarious means. Amazing. So. Thank you. Um, action item for this week. The thing that, that struck me about this particular conversation that we had was the difference between the questions being answered and the questions being asked. And I think it's really important for us to attune ourselves to that distinction, especially in the crazy media landscape that we that we live in. And um, and and just thinking about how to comport ourselves like menches in the world and to to think deeply about the questions that we ask and the questions that we're answering and how well they line up. And that's just kind of what struck me about this week. So I would love to challenge our listeners to to think about that and. and know that you are a human that can, in, yeah. in, in teaming up with God, can literally change the world. And we believe that you can do that. So oh, shade man. throwers, shade throwers, have an amazing week. Y'all are beautiful and amazing. And the world needs you. You matter. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. This has been Throwing Shade, Better Living Through Jewish Demonology. And we will catch you all next time. Yeah.